everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's February 15th. It's 2022. We have seven NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the Marvel man is what I'm going to call him. TJ, uh, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty well, man. Uh, the Marvel world's good. Star Wars world's good. We're, we're eating with lots of content right now. So, uh, I'm excited to talk some NBA. Yeah, NBA slate. Uh, seven to nine games. I say it all the time. But these these are the slates that I really like from a prop pr- perspective, um, you know, just DFS-wise. These are just like the bread and butter slates. And, I mean, I think, what, we have one back-to-back with Milwaukee? And, or New Orleans and Clippers. So we have three back-to-backs. So, I mean, it just sets up 730 lock. Like, it just all kind of sets up nice here. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it's five. I'm more of a five to seven game slate guy than a seven to nine game, but uh, this is right in the range. It's perfect. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's jump in here. Seven games to break down. We get started with Cleveland at Atlanta. 221 total in this one. Cleveland, a one and a half point favorite. Looking at the Cleveland side first, marketing Sexton out. On the Atlanta side, Bogdanovich is questionable and Wright is questionable. Collins remains out. Um, start here with Cleveland. What's standing out to you here for the Cavs? The biggest thing that uh, I see right away is just the price drop that Kevin Love got. His last game, he only played 17 minutes. And he had been on a stretch before where he was pushing 30 minutes every other game. And that had made him go from a 7K price tag on FanDuel all the way down to 5,600. And so he's still, he got a price drop on DK too. It's not, not quite as drastic, but on the Cleveland side, that's, that's the biggest one sticking out because their guard situation is getting healthier now. They got Laverde and Garland. So it's a bit tougher to go there, but Kevin Love is awfully cheap uh, for a tournament flyer. Yeah, I don't mind that bounce back spot. Um... I wouldn't be shocked if they rule him out um, Wednesday or Thursday, the last game, and give him a couple extra days right before the All-Star break. I think he plays in this game, though. I think it's a good bounce-back spot for him. Um, I mean, Levert, 7,500. I don't love it. I do think that like there's opportunity here for him to play really solid minutes. I think if I was going to take... One of the guards, it'd probably be Garland at 7,400. We know that he's capable of big games. I think Levert will, like, help him overall. I think we will see, like, the assist numbers and stuff go up for Garland as well. So I do like Garland as a tournament play as well. And then on the Atlanta side of things, I mean, Trey Young, 9,300. He's, like, your your ceiling guy most nights. Um with Collins being out, I think Capella has opportunity to play 30 minutes again. I think Gallinari is someone that, you know, could play 22 to 25 minutes. You know, they do have Hunter and so many big men just in general. So I think on Atlanta, Trey Young ceiling and Capella potentially playable here if he's going to get the minutes. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And this is a team that Looks pretty good on DraftKings, but pretty unplayable on FanDuel. Uh, they're all basically about $1,000 uh, more expensive over there on FD. 
And uh, the only one up there I'd probably take shots on is Capella. But I do really like these prices, especially for Capella on DraftKings. And I don't mind taking shots on Hunter and Gallinari as well. I probably wouldn't want to be playing two to three of them in the lineup. I'd probably only want to take shots on one of them. But if we see Bogdanovich out as well, then Kevin Herter becomes a solid play. So on DK, I like these prices quite a bit. All right, moving on here. We got Dallas at Miami. I didn't see a total for this one. Um, so we'll kind of have to wait and see. On, I, I guess it would be more of just waiting to see if Butler plays, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, on the Dallas side, Burke is questionable. Chris and Hardaway are out. And then on the Miami side, Butler is questionable. Hero is out. Markeith and Oladipo still out. Caleb Martin questionable. We'll start here with Dallas. Um, obviously, Dallas made some moves, you know, at the trade deadline. Dinwiddie's in this offense now. And, I mean, Luka's just on another level. And I don't think Dinwiddie really matters for Luka. Uh, 33 shots the other night against the Clippers. Over 70 fantasy points now in five of his last seven games. Um, when we're looking at a seven-game slate and you're looking at raw points, I think Luka has to be you know top three if not the top overall play on the slate yeah i've been i've been underweight on luca as of late and it's just been kicking me in the butt every single time i've had one night recently that's been super profitable and it was when i had luca on my team so it is time for me to start playing more of him because this guy has just been on a absolute tear recently um the addition of Dinwiddie kind of makes Brunson, so I don't I don't really have any interest on him anymore. But fire up, fire up all the Luca. Um, and on this, this it's interesting for a little bit of a game stack, especially if we get Jimmy Butler out, because we can get Luca as expensive on the one side, and then we can get a bunch of cheapies on the other side of this with the Miami team, especially Kyle Lowry kind of standing out there at the point guard position. Yeah, I mean. I think a lot on the other side, on the Miami side, is going to be determined by does Butler play or not. I think if Butler plays, I think he's somewhat interesting. If Butler sits, I think Lowry and Bam are interesting. And maybe even, you know, taking the shots on a guy like Duncan Robinson or Vincent or Strauss or one of these guys, um, depending on Butler. Yeah, I agree. And Again, it's a bit of a tale of two sites. On FanDuel, Kyle Lowry looks wonderful at 5,900, but Bam Adebayo is priced up all the way to 9,500. So Adebayo, beautiful play on DraftKings. Lowry, fine on DraftKings, but even better on FanDuel. And if Butler plays, I think he's got a nice price. I think there's lots of shots to go around with, with Harrell out. Yeah, I mean, gosh, if, if Butler sits, you know, it's definitely one of those spots where it's juicy. It really is juicy. So just so easy to start a lineup with Lowry, Luca and, and bam, and then just go from there. Yeah. And I mean, you get that games back aspect of it too. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, super juicy as well. So we move on. We got Boston at Philadelphia, two eleven total here, Boston, one point favorites uh, looking at the Boston side first. And this one, I mean, there's no one on the injury report for them going into this game. So they should be a hundred percent healthy. And then on the Philly side, James Harden, they ruled him out until after the all-star break. So we won't see him debut 
Uh, let's start here with Boston first. I mean, close projected game. Price tags are all kind of right where they should be outside of maybe Derek White, 5,600. I think he's kind of the guy that I'm looking at in this game. It seems like they're going to give him minutes. They're, they're running very tight rotations, and like he's just kind of slotted right into a role. Yeah, I agree completely. He's got a great deep. DK price there, 5,600. Derek White looks really nice. And Robert Williams is a guy that I will never, ever X out of my player pool if I'm playing multiple lineups, just yeah. because that 7K price tag, it'll always look okay with his median projection, but he's got as high of ceiling as anyone just because he can triple double with blocks at any random game. So Robert Williams is a guy I'll always take stabs at. But yeah, like you said, everybody else seems to be pretty appropriately priced. Um, on the Philly side, I mean, you can always play Embiid. It's just you can always play Embiid. It's just more of, do I take shots on anybody else here? You know, Tobias, he's seventy three hundred. Maxi, he's sixty five hundred. He really hasn't had like a ceiling game, and you know, Tobias can have these like forty point games, which are fine at seventy three hundred. Uh, what are you looking at here for Philly? Yeah, Tobias is a guy like 7,300 is fine. And so if he just pops as a last piece in a lineup, I'm always okay with it, but he's always a guy that I'm very comfortable fading. It seems like all year we've, it's, you've been able to just plug in. If, if it's a slate that has value, you're able to just plug in Jokic and Giannis and you, you'll be able to be successful. Seems like in the last couple of weeks, it's been a just big shift. And now those guys are Luca and Embiid. They've just been on another planet compared to everybody else as of late. And I think they really have to be the the core spend-ups we, we look for to, to build our lineups around. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree. Like, it's hard not to play and beat at this point. The the ceiling and <laughs> just it's so massive. When you're playing, like, tournaments, like, he's putting up, like, he had a triple-double the other night against Cleveland. He, he's putting up, like, these games where – these are like Jokic type games. Um, and, you know, they've played three times this year and he's averaging over 60 fantasy points in those three meetings. So I love him beat in this spot. Tobias, I think, is okay. But once you get past those two guys, they're all real tournament flyers. Tybal, he's cheap. You could potentially take some shots on him. He should play 30 minutes in this game. Um, but I mean, the minutes for like Corkmaz and Milton and the rest of these guys are just all over the place. So I think if you're looking at Philadelphia, it's it's Embiid. And maybe if you're one in 150, you look at Tobias or like a Tybal. All right. We got the Pacers at Milwaukee. No total for this game. Uh, there will be a back-to-back for Milwaukee. Giannis did not play the first end of the back-to-back. Um, there was no, no, you know, report or anything as far as Tuesday's game is concerned for Giannis. So we'll have to kind of take the wait and see approach for him. On the Pacers, um, Brogdon is questionable. Duarte, McConnell, Rubio, Miles Turner, T.J. Warren, Isaiah Jackson are all still out. So starting here with the Pacers, I mean, they're going to be very shorthanded and Halliburton is going to play as many minutes as he can kind of handle in this game. And, you know, we look at 
I was I was a little shocked, TJ. I'm not gonna lie. I I looked into like his first two games with the Pacers, and he only had 22% usage and 23% usage in those first two games. And I'm like, I still think there's room for ceiling for Halliburton here, um, because I think we see Halliburton finish in the like the 28 to 30 range as far as usage is concerned. I mean, the Pacers, like, there's just road for him to just have monster games and monster usage, um, especially if Brogdon doesn't play. But I don't think Brogdon's really going to affect Halliburton. Yeah, I agree with you. And, I mean, Brogdon, it seems like I don't know if he's ever going to actually play. Like, he's questionable, he's questionable, he's questionable. It seems like at some point they – if they they fall out of contention, he might just get shut down. But – um, Halliburton, I agree with you. I think there's lots of room for his usage to be going up, up, up. And Brissett has been playing very well lately, and his price has gone up because of it. But I feel like at any point that could really switch to, to Goga getting that spot again if he's able to pick it back up. We have Jackson still out for this game. Goga has, has had a huge price decrease. He's at 4,500 on DK all the way down to 4,200 on FanDuel. I don't mind taking some shots on Goga. Um, the only problem being just that center eligibility and we're going to want to pay up for Embiid, but I don't mind Halliburton ceiling, but overall this isn't one of my favorite spots on the slate. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I think it also, I think depends on if Giannis plays or not. Yeah, because if Giannis is out, there's always more of a potential for the game to stay closer if Giannis is out. But I mean, with Buddy Heald and Halliburton here playing gazillion minutes, I could see this game staying somewhat competitive, especially if Giannis doesn't play. So um, I definitely don't mind Brissett. I don't mind. And yeah, the, I was going to say, sorry, I did not to cut you off, but I feel like I undersold Brissett on DK. He's he's nice at that price. Yeah, I don't mind him cheap. there. Exactly. Yeah. FanDuel, he's all the way up to 6,800. And so I kinda, I'm shying away there. But yeah, DraftKings, that's still too cheap. If you're running 150, do you take shots on Lance Stevenson? Yes. Always if you're running 150. Yeah. I mean, especially with Duarte already ruled out, assuming that Brogdon doesn't play, because I'm with you, I, I highly doubt. He comes back before the All Star break, anyway. But yeah, I think I could Lance Stevenson, man. Some good DFS nights with Lance Stevenson in the day. Um, Buck side of this game, I mean, I think it all kind of depends on who's in, who's out type of situations. Um, who knows what they're going to do in a matchup where they feel like they're going to be pretty comfortable? They're coming off of a big loss. I wouldn't say big, but they got. They got handled by Portland, Nurkic and Hart and Simons, even like Winslow. They all had like really, really good games. And like Nora had a decent game for Milwaukee, but no one like Middleton had an okay game, but for his price, it wasn't great. It was just more of like, we didn't see like monster games from anybody from Milwaukee with Giannis out. And you could tell that they were kind of missing Giannis. So I think he probably plays in this game. But I wouldn't be shocked if like Drew or Middleton or someone gets like a day off um, and, and like it still, you know, stays somewhat close. Yeah, I agree completely. And 
I'm more and more I feel, I'm more and more enamored actually by this Indiana side the more I look at them on DK just because we're talking running 150 and Lance Stevenson is cheap cheap over there I like him if even if it's just not 150 even at three to five lineups I don't mind mixing in some Lance Stevenson and same thing with Terry Taylor at 4200 that's a guy that I'm going to mix into some lineups if I'm playing lots on the Milwaukee side, it's like you said, it all depends on those injuries. We're going to, if everyone is healthy, I think we can see some blowout. And so it's going to be tough. But if, but if, if somebody misses time, if the holiday is out, then Middleton and Giannis, I'm going to like a lot. If, if Giannis is out again, I'm going to run back this spot because they're all in great positions like holiday, Middleton, these guys, even though they somewhat disappointed tonight, I'll be running it right back. Yeah, I mean that's the part of DFS is you have to you have to be willing to have a short memory, you know. You have to be willing to have a short memory. So that's one of the biggest things that you know anybody that's playing DFS needs to learn like as fast as you possibly can. So uh let's move on. We got Charlotte at Minnesota in this one 244 and a half total. Minnesota is a six and a half point favorite Vegas expecting monster. The the pace of this game is going to be extremely fast. Don't get me wrong. Really, really fast paced game. Very little defense played. Um, As far as injuries are concerned, Hayward's out. Cody Martin is out and Jalen McDaniels is out. And then Minnesota is good to go. Um, They're pretty healthy right here. So, Looking at Charlotte, knowing the game that we're about to see, um, Rozier is coming off of back-to-back monster. He took 17 three-point attempts the other night um, against Memphis. Like, the and like almost had a triple-double. I think he was an assist away or something, a rebound away. I knew it was some one of those. But uh, what are we looking at here for Charlotte? All of them. We're looking at all of them. This whole game, man. This is the... This is the one. Like We've been liking one or two pieces from each of these games so far, but not being very strong on them. This one is the one that'll probably be the chalk, and this is the fun one because it's, like you said, it's going to be fast, fast paced. There's not a lot of defense. And especially on this FanDuel side, it's going to be hard not to be all over this side, these guys, because anytime people are cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings, I like I like to take notice because typically DraftKings is more restrictive. FanDuel is typically easier. But when, so when there's these expensive guys that are cheaper, it's, it's I like to look at it and you see LaMelo Ball, 8,700, Terry Rozier, 75, Miles Bridges, 74, Kelly Oubre down to 58. These guys' prices have been go- going down despite uh, Hayward being out. So I like this whole team and especially those four guys. Now that they have Harold, I don't really love looking at that front court position just because I feel like it could be Plumlee, Washington, Harold, any one of them could be the guy who gets extra minutes. It'll just be a bit of a whoever's hot situation. So I like these four wing players because I think they're the ones that are secured to lots of minutes. Um, on the Minnesota side, you know, we talked about him beat a lot. Carlin Towns, he's under 10K. The matchup, you know, sets up to be like a fantastic matchup, but I think I'm leaning more towards like an Anthony Edwards or like a D'Angelo Russell than I am Carlin Towns because 
there's so many other centers that we've talked about. And I think depending on the value that opens up throughout the day, you know, this might be a spot that we're looking at like a Pat Beverly as well. Yep. I agree completely. And the thing with towns is there's nothing wrong with them. It's an amazing matchup, but Russell and Edwards, they seem to have the same ceiling as he does at $2,2500 cheaper. Um, one of my favorite plays on this uh, Minnesota side actually is Jared Vanderbilt. He's seen a price decrease as of late. This was a guy who was in the mid six Ks earlier in the year, and he's all the way down to 4,700 on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, he is 4,500. So we're talking about necessary value that we're going to be needing on this slate. And there's a bit of it for Indiana, but even if there isn't a lot that opens up later, Jared Vanderbilt's going to be a guy with a high ceiling that I'm going to want to get some value from. Uh, anything else from this one outside of just play everybody? Yeah, that's the thing. Just play everybody. I like the power for, I like everybody other than towns, essentially And towns is fine. There's just too many other center options, but everybody other than towns on Minnesota and especially the, those uh, four guards and wings for, uh, for Charlotte. Memphis at New Orleans, two 27 and a half total here. Memphis, a six point favorite Pelican second end of a back-to-back. We'll wait and see if any news comes out. Um, and then on the Memphis side, Brooks is out. John Morant is questionable. Uh, so let's start here with Memphis. Obviously, if Morant sits, Desmond Bain is too cheap across the industry. Um, his usage would just go through the roof. And he's way too cheap. Um, I think Melton would be someone that would become pretty chalky if Jaw sits. Um, what are your thoughts here on Memphis? Yeah, exactly the same boat. Sixty three hundred on FanDuel, sixty nine on DK. I like. I'll absolutely love Desmond Bain, especially if he's out. If Morant's out, but that's the type of price that this game starts. And this game start. I guess it's only a half hour after walk. It's a late walk, so. Never mind. There's a chance we could get this news before lock, but if we don't, Desmond Bain's a guy you can have in your lineup. And even if Morant happens to play, that price tag's not so expensive that it'll be bad, even if Morant does play. So Bain, I like quite a bit for Memphis. And other than that, not not that much. If Morant plays, you could take a shot on him, but that price is getting expensive. And I just feel like at this point right now, he doesn't, I'd I'd rather play Trey Young at $200 cheaper. Yeah, I think that kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, If Ja Ja plays, I'm probably out on Memphis outside of, you know, tournament shots on like Triple J or Bain. Um, The Pelican side of things, I mean, CJ McCollum at 8K, we know he's going to have really solid usage. I think he, you know, is going to be playable for the rest of the season when it comes to the Pelicans. And we didn't even get like a full like McCollum Ingram game, you know, on yesterday's slate because they just crushed the Raptors. Um, So I don't know about you. I'm hoping that Zion comes back soon because I think this Pelicans team could like really sneakily have a a chance to make a run um because i actually do think that like this team is decent um so i I think it'd be really interesting 
and they're not too far out. Like they're they're close enough that I think that they would still have a chance to make like a a really good run. Um, so especially because I think the Clippers are are just gonna kind of fall off. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I I like the Ingram McCollum like combo in DFS. I don't hate either one of these guys. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pelicans? If I'm running a lot of lineups, I don't mind McCollum. I don't mind Brandon Ingram. Uh, they're both 78s on FanDuel, so they're a little cheaper there. But my crown jewel from this team tonight is for a turn for tournaments because he'll most likely be low owned with all the other options we have on this slate. Is Jonas Valanciunas? If I can't get up to, if I can't get up to, and be it in a lineup, I really like Valanciunas in the mid six Ks on FanDuel. Anytime he's playing against a guy, I don't care if it's a good defender like Steven Adams is. He's a fantastic defender. But anytime he plays against a team that has a center who sits under the rim, Valanciunas does great because he's a phenomenal offensive center. He just struggles when there's teams that there's no one for him to guard on the other end. So I'm a big fan of JV on FanDuel at only 6,700. Yep, definitely don't mind that at all. Um, all right, let's move on. Last game, we got LA Clippers going up against Phoenix. 222 total here. Phoenix, a 12.5 point favorite. Clippers, second end of a back to back. On the Phoenix side, Kaminsky, Payne, Sarge, Shamit um, out still. You know, we'll have to kind of see, but it doesn't sound like Pal is coming back anytime soon for the Clippers. Um, Leonard, George, like Clippers are just really, really banged up right now. Um, this is the game that I'm I'm flagging the most as far as potential blowout on this slate. Yeah, big time. We have Kennard was Kennard was out last night as well. We don't know if he's going to play. These this like you said, this Clippers team is just falling apart. The one guy I don't mind taking shots on is Zubots at the center position, just because if this game somehow happens to stay close, that's another one of those guys like JB that if he plays against a team that has a natural center who stays under the rim, he plays lots of minutes. And so he'd be, he's going to be needed to stop Aiton at all. And on the other side, I don't mind DeAndre Aiton as his price tag isn't too bad either as he comes back from injury. So I don't mind Aiton for the Suns. I don't mind Zubots for the, for the um, Clippers. But also, if you're thinking this is going to go blowout, I don't mind taking shots on Isaiah Hartenstein. Isaiah Hartenstein is a guy that in limited minutes can get there. And so if this game is blowout by mid-third quarter and he ends up picking up an extra not just three to five minutes, but eight to ten minutes, he could abs- he could easily 10x his price tag. Yeah, I just <laughs> I don't I don't trust anything about the Clippers in general you know, right now. Um, and like, I think man is someone that like you could potentially take shots on, but I, I just, I, I hate this game and like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. There's so many games on the slate that I like and Paul and Booker are great in large field tournaments. If you're going to play some Clippers and hope this game stays close and you nail the right Clippers. But I think overall, I might just fade this game, do the podcast around the time this uh, game starts, and go to sleep and hope I um, am still up when I wake up. That's a that's a fair point. 
But the one thing I do want to mention is if we are going to be trying to get Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid, Hartenstein at 3,700 with power forward eligibility on FanDuel, they're worse people to take shots on. Oh, no, no, I, I completely understand that. I, I, um, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like even Batum, but that scares me more, especially since we think it's going to be a blowout. He's the same price. Well, it's second end of a back to back too. Are they going to be very? He might not even play. Yeah. Yeah. So that could potentially open up. Like second end of a back to back could open up some minutes where guys are just going to play minutes because it doesn't matter. Um, they're just going to need. On that note, I actually do think there is quite a bit here to like because. Coffee, 3,600. Yeah, I was about to say him too. He's going to be somebody who plays whether it's a bloat or not. And if it is, he's going to be the one picking up all the usage off the bench there. So I don't mind mixing in a little coffee Hartenstein blowout stack late night hammer to go along with our Embiid and Luca. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to use DraftKings pricing and scoring. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like today? It'd be funny to just run it back and go Hartenstein right there after after all that talk. Um, but I under 5K on DraftKings. Oh, sorry. I got to make, I got to get all the, even while I have the pricing up, I still wasn't ready for it because I only had that uh, Clippers and uh, Suns game pulled up. But I'm one thing I'm happy about with how this podcast has gone is it only happened one time at the beginning. I've listened to the morning grind so many times <laughs> that I just like, you'll be breaking something down and I forget that I actually have to answer you. And I'm just chilling there like, okay, yep, yep, yep. And then I'm waiting for Chief or Grant to pick up, like to respond to you. Then I go, oh damn, it's, it's me. Um, but I think... After stalling all of that, I'm going to rock with uh, Jared Vanderbilt. I'm going to go Lance Stevenson today. Um, nice. With Duarte out, I'm assuming Brogdon doesn't play. I'm going to go with him. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today? My bust at the top. I'm going to go Carl Anthony Towns. I like it. I'm going to go Chris Paul. I just don't think that game's going to stay close. And I just don't think we're going to get like 35 plus minutes. And we all know Paul is really strong, but he needs those minutes. Um, So I'm going to go with him. Uh, Who's your favorite 6X play today? Favorite 6X play today? I'm going to go Amir Coffee. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Brissette. He's 5,400 on DraftKings. Just absolutely love the spot. I think he can easily 6X today. Um, I, I love that both of your last two have been the guys that were on my screen I was looking at that I was between two of. So <laughs> there you we're, go. We're, we're, we're on the same page. That either means we're both going to lose a lot of money or win a lot of money tonight. All right. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, who's someone that you think is going to be under 10% and is going to have a big game? Quick Capella. I like that. Um, someone we talked about really early. And I'm going to an early spot that we talked about. I think Kevin Love's going to have a bounce back night. And I think that was my other two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I had written him down earlier. I think this is a great bounce back 40 plus fantasy point night for Kevin Love. Um, great spot for him to get back on track here. So, someone, I think that was the first game we talked about. So, 7 30 Eastern lock for this slate um 
TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, thank you, as always, for having me on. That was a lot of fun. You can check out my other podcast as well, Agents of Fandom. We talk Marvel, Star Wars, DC stuff. It's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, this was great. Let's uh, win some money. It brings me confidence how, how on the same page we were. I don't know if that's a good thing because it's the night before and so much stuff changes. But, hey, we'll find out. So that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.